The following programming may contain viewpoints and opinions that do not necessarily reflect those of Listen Up Talk Radio. Welcome to realestatetorontoradio.com, the weekly show about buying and selling real estate in the greater Toronto area and sometimes beyond with Aura Ross of the Mulholland Ross Real Estate Group. 30 minutes of hot topics and indispensable advice from experienced professionals that work for you. Welcome back to Real Estate Toronto Radio. Todd Miller along with Aura Ross from lovely downtown North York. Oh, yes, the heart of the city, isn't the heart it? Of the city. Thanks, Mel. The city with the heart. Yes. That's right. <clears throat> We're still there. We still hang on to that one. Love it. Yeah, it's been an exciting um, week in real estate right across the GTA again. I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm super obsessed with the center part where we're sitting, but we, we watch everything because our buyers and sellers are all across the GTA. And what we're seeing, well, our listeners, I'm sure, are seeing it as well, are um, a lack of inventory, very little on the market, lots of buyers. Some of you out there are those buyers hoping to take advantage of the incredibly low interest rates and to try to find their way into this home ownership puzzle, and there's just nothing out there to buy. We talked a little bit over the past weeks about lack of inventory and some of the yeah. reasons, and then we also took a look at that wonderful TREB report as well, which sort of highlighted some of the challenges about moving outside of the city as that's well. That's right. Yeah, that's right. So with with so little on the market, um, you know, we touched on it last week again, with so little on the market, um, now more than ever, you want your home exposed if you're selling because... The buyers are coming from everywhere. You can't guess that the buyers are going to drive up your street street and see a sign or that because you called a top agent in the area that they are sitting with your buyer. Right. You know, that's a whole other question about conflict of interest too, right? Right. So um, now more than ever, um, just making sure that property is well exposed to the most amount of people for a period of time that allows them to actually get there to look at it will result in the highest sale price. And what I'm going to share with you today are a few stories about what we witnessed this week on that, as well as um, a couple of ideas on the buyer side. You know, I always, you know, I'm hardwired. I'm hardwired to get sellers top price. But, you know, we are a team and we have buyer specialists on the team and our clients are buyers. So I always want to couple it with, okay, you're the buyer. Let me show you a few things that might help you win in these situations. Um, that might just put you that one step ahead. Sitting as a listing agent and sitting in those multiple offers with our sellers, I can tell you what what works well when the buyer agents come in with offers and what doesn't go over so well. And it's not always dollars and cents, so I'll share a few little tidbits that, again, if, if your offer is very similar to another buyer's offer, there might be one or two things you can do that just push you that one step ahead and get that house. Is it rare, just before we go to break, is it rare when somebody comes in as a seller and doesn't want to buy something? What do you mean? So, for example, you're selling someone's house. Usually you're trying to get them into another property, mm. I would think. So it's good that you have buyer agents as well. So you can oh, sort of do that full service. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. However, are all the sellers today buying? No. That's, we can talk about that. They're not all, they're selling, they're not all buying. Hmm. Yeah. 
Okay, so we'll take a brief pause and, and roll that around our brain. You're listening to Real Estate Toronto <laughs> Think on Radio. That one. <laughs> Buying or selling a home, condo, or investment property might be one of the largest transactions you'll ever make. So it's important to gather as much information as you can, and preferably from experienced, successful professionals like the Mulholland Ross team. When it comes time to make your move, call the Mulholland Ross Keller Williams Referred Real Estate Team at 416-230-8500 or visit realestatetorontoradio.com. Whether you're making your first move or your 21st, the Mulholland Ross Team offers over 30 years of real estate sales and service across the GTA. Tune in Sundays at 4 p.m. on Listen Up Talk Radio or Tuesdays and Fridays on Voices Radio, CKAV, to hear the team share advice and information that will assist you with your personal wealth through real estate. Welcome back to Real Estate Toronto Radio, and you can find us on the web at realestatetorontoradio.com, amongst other URLs. (laughs) That's right. You can find us anywhere, (laughs) pretty much. I want to tell you a story about what happened this week. And I just I just hope it resonates with you folks out there that are selling your home or about to sell your home or who have maybe told your agent you would like to give them an exclusive listing, let them try to sell it quietly before going to open market. I know these are conversations happening because we keep seeing these darn exclusive signs. And what I just need everybody to understand is when you list your home exclusively, your home is not on MLS which means the buyers out there, 90% of them start their search on the internet. When they go to the internet, they're searching homes for sale in. They're usually gonna land on realtor.com or mls.ca or, uh, sorry, realtor.ca, CA, mls.ca, or they're gonna land on an agent's website that shows all the MLS listings because through our Toronto Real Estate Board, we can use a system that allows the whole MLS listings to feed right onto my real estate site. So realestateservice.com, realestatetoronto.com, search for homes. You're going to see all the MLS listings. And I'd like to say we're the only agents out there doing it, but there's a few. Hmm. So if you sign exclusively, you don't show up on all those thousands of realtors' websites that those thousands of realtors are advertising to their database. You don't show up on the the key ones, which are realtor.ca and MLS.ca. Same site, by the way. Um, you just don't show up. So it means the guy looking for a house in your neighborhood just will not find you unless he happens to randomly drive up that street that day and see a sign. And that's also assuming the agent is putting up a sign. So let me just touch on that for a second. I'm not going to find that unless I happen to drive by and see the sign. And if it's exclusive, they may not want to put up a sign. Well, maybe you, they don't. I would tell you more. most agents who list exclusively put up a sign because they're... That's their one means. That well, it's one of two means for them to actually find a buyer. Right. Right. They're hoping that you drive by and call them. Um, the other means we see agents doing is they they email their database. Hey, I've got a listing, and you know it's a it's a pocket listing is what it's called in the industry, and it means just that I've got your house for sale. I'm keeping it in my pocket. I'm not really sharing it with everyone. Hmm. Um, we do a lot of business in this Willowdale area. I'm watching exclusive listings going up. I'm not getting emails from agents saying, hey, wanted you to know. So they're knocking out a big portion of the buyers just by not including us, but think about all the other realtors. But here's my story of the week based on that little intro. We put a listing up, a new listing up on the market um, in the Leslie Shepherd area this week. And you know, 
we didn't purposely try to do a super underprice. We we looked at the last three months of sales. This home is in you know there's it's a nice house, but it's not renovated, and we put it up what we thought was a fair price to generate a multiple offer, but didn't want to feel ridiculously low. To be honest okay. with you, so you weren't three hundred thousand dollars off the mark. We didn't think we were. <laughs> okay, interesting. We, we didn't think we were. Um, however, we put it out there and um, uh, figuring it would probably sell a little less than the last sale price because that house had a basement apartment and ours did not. Okay. And we know that that's a popular feature in this neighborhood. Same lot size, everything else. So we put it out there. In two days, we had two bully offers. And one of the bully offers was actually what I thought to be, wow, that is a pretty strong bully. However, we were working with a power of attorney and a bank, and they wanted us to stick to the plan, which I recommended we do anyway, because okay. I said, listen, in two days, we've had 30 showings on this house. We've had two bully offers. Right now, if I call all 30 showings, I think we'll end up with six. But we have all our marketing in place for open houses and, and all the things that we do. The ads were coming out, all that stuff. We did an open house on Saturday, had 30 people through. An open house on Sunday had 26 more people through. We did not look at offers till Wednesday evening, which was the plan. We stuck to the plan. And the home sold for $150,000 more than the highest bully offer. Hmm. So a um, couple lessons learned. One is when we set a plan, now we're professional marketers, you know, us realtors that handle sellers and listings. When we set the plan up, we did so with a plan. It was a strategy that we've used before that's proven to work. And um, we, you know, we stuck to it because we believed in it and it works and the results prove that it worked. So the interesting part of this, if any of you have been out there listening to the radio or watching the media or you've done it yourself, the, the buyers are doing what's called a bully offer. And what that means is I'm going to make an offer before offer date. Why the bully name? Well, I want to bully you to take my offer, yeah. right? And I've actually had seller agents when I've called them to say, why did you take an offer the first day it came on the market and your listing says you're not taking offers for a week? My buyer couldn't get in on the first day. It's day two. Yeah. And you've sold it last night. And I've actually had listing agents say to me, the agent was very aggressive. They had a bully offer. They were very aggressive. So The buying agent. The buying agent. So I have to ask sellers out there, is this the kind of agent you want representing you when you list your home for sale, that your agent just got bullied by a buyer agent? Hmm. That's, that's a whole other conversation. But what it does tell me again is that with that lack of inventory... We had over 132 booked showings in a week. It was literally one week. My girls at the office were so thrilled when it sold. They actually said, oh my God, we're so glad this we're is done. over. Like they're, 132 on one listing is crazy um, in a week. I mean, we're, we're thrilled if we see 50 showings in a week. Like that's out of crazy. And that's not including an open house. That's listed. That was, that was agents. So, so that's key. 132 other agents, well, maybe five of them were our own from our team. Yeah. 125 showings were booked from other agents. So if I have an exclusive listing and I say, I want the good agents who I think are going to buy my listing to know about this listing. How do I know? These agents came from Vaughn, from Newmarket. We had a couple from downtown, some from Willowdale. How do I, how do I, how do I notify 
every agent about my amazing listing. And the only way I know how to do it is to use the Toronto Real Estate Board's MLS system. That's so why it was created. If you weren't and you were wanting to go exclusive, you may or may not have contact information for those other agents that you want to notify. Yeah. I mean, so it's hit or miss. I mean, look, at we've got 1,200 agents in our database because these are agents that have either shown our listing or sold our listing. And when we get a new listing, we notify them anyway because we want them to know we've got a new listing coming up. Um, however... I would tell you that um, maybe 10 of them that showed that property were in my database because we added about quite a few to our database. Mm, I can imagine. Um, so, you know, there is no way of knowing which agent is going to sell to sell your home for the highest possible price. So, you know, I think we're cutting to break in a second. So the question is, is and we used to say this all the time in our marketing, anybody can get your house sold it's true anybody can get your house sold when people say to me oh my god the market's so hot it will sell it's true chances are your home is going to sell the question is at what price if i mean if i left $150,000 on the table or didn't know if i left $150,000 on the table i'd be sick to my stomach and that's not even my house i'm just representing someone yeah so if you're the seller um and you cannot use last year's prices when we priced this home at Leslie Shepard, I'm telling you, when I first talked to these sellers in October, I had given them a price that we pretty much listed it around. Hmm. And we just sold it for, uh, let's see, $430,000 more than that. In three months' time. In three months' time. And we're talking about a price range of $1.5 million area. Wow. So... Guys, you can't have it. If your agent's going, well, look at back in November, you know, your home, your neighbor down the street sold for 900. So maybe we can get you 920. Um, you're not, the numbers are off. Just even look at the stats from the Toronto Real Estate Board. They're telling us we're well over that difference. That, and, yeah. That is incredible. Yeah. I mean, three months, a half a million dollars difference. And so here's the other piece to that. I get people saying, yeah, but or I didn't have to stage the house. You don't have to stage to go on MLS. Yeah, you know, you do or you don't. You could. You don't have to. But I'm telling you, it's not a requirement. MLS doesn't say, hey, to put your home on MLS, it better look good. Yeah. I mean, just spend a few minutes on MLS. You'll see. Not all of them look good. The other one was, well, it was fast. I mean, the, he had someone. We did it. It was done. So I say to people this. If I said to you, Todd, Todd, listen, if I paid you um, $100,000 to go spend in a a week in a really yeah. nice hotel, would you take it? Yeah. I mean, a hundred grand, just go spend, go pick any hotel. I'm gonna pay you a hundred grand to go stay there. Would you do it? Absolutely. Okay, yeah. done. Yeah. You don't want people walking through your house and disturbing you, go spend a week in a hotel because the difference is enormous. It is enormous. So when people say, oh, it was easy, it was fast, I didn't have to stage, I just go, okay, hold on, hold on. Are we thinking in terms of what the dollar value is? Now, don't get me wrong. I get it. If the difference really was five or ten thousand dollars, and you thought, listen, for the hassle factor, not gonna worry. I'm about just it. gonna take this. Yeah. But the the thing is, we don't know what the difference is. We don't know this. There's nothing on the market. You don't know who's gonna show up and pay that extra fifty, a hundred, two hundred more. You probably have a gut feel that it's. It's look going at, to attract some attention. I have even more than a gut feel because I have years of experience on this. So I can look at, and we're talking to buyers all the time. So last week we talked about a home that didn't even come to market. Yeah. It just, the sold sign went up. 
When our client found out what it sold for, first words out of his mouth, I would have paid 200 more. Now that just happened this week. I would have paid 200 more. Oh my God. His question asked was, as a buyer, find me someone like that who will sell under market value. <clears throat> so, so not only MLS is good because it notifies agents, but I think we both know people that live and breathe by realtor.ca sure. or MLS.ca. They're on it all day. That's so right. you're also making, proactively notifying these people that spend a lot of time on there. Yep. A house came up that yep. I want. Then they call their agent saying, let's go tonight. That's right. And I'll take it one step further. Our MLS system has it set up that if I put you in, Todd, it's like, oh, Todd's looking in Whitby and he wants to buy between this price and that price. I can actually set you up to be notified of that new listing within 15, 20 minutes of it actually hitting my agent's MLS. You know, Realtor.ca, MLS.ca, they're, they're usually a day behind. But I can, you're a hot buyer, I've got you under contract, I can have those listings sent to you automatically, immediately. You're a seller, you're not taking advantage of MLS, your, your home is not going anywhere. Mm. And to me, I have a feeling sellers, all sellers don't know that. I was talking to a, a client of mine, a longtime client of mine, and we were going through this on the phone yesterday, because she was complaining actually about a sale price, the same house we're talking about, Willowdale. She was complaining it went for that price. Um, thinking it was low. Anyway, we were chatting about stuff and she said, well, where do I find exclusive listings? You mean I can't find them on MLS.ca? I said, you're obviously not listening to my shows, but... Um, multiple listing service. Yeah, I said, no, that's the whole point. M MLS is multiple listing, we're sharing it, and exclusive is I'm not sharing it. And she was like, well then, you know, like it was perfect. Aura, why would anyone list exclusively? I said, oh, come and do my radio show. <laughs> So we're going to take a short break because that was a lot of information and uh, and think about that again, MLS versus exclusive because it's, it sounds like there's very little benefit to going exclusive. I can't think of any today. Not even one. Okay. I can think of one. Okay. I really can. Before we go to break. Really quick. If I have had situations where I've had families in very rough positions, maybe a very sick person in the house or a very sensitive issue around mm. the sale of the house. Okay. And I have had that. The only little caveat to that is I would still want my agent to to expose it as much as they can. So if I'm going to go exclusive, I want an agent with a database, a network, a means to get other people to know about it and take control over it. Maybe be there at showings. Maybe there's no inside showings the first round. There's lots of little things we can do to protect you when there's a very sensitive situation and the final price is not the be all and end all. Because you have to know you're not going to probably see your highest sale price. Because sure. you're going to have less traffic. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. More Real Estate Toronto a radio right around the corner. Welcome back to realestatetoronto.com and we're flashing back without the use of any narcotics. We're, we're in we're, a time warp. We're going back in the time machine, the Wayback Machine. And we're going to have another moment with Aura, I believe, coming yes. up later. Or did we have it already? What moment? Oh, my rant moment? Your rant moment. No, no, no. we might end up on one. Okay. <laughs> They're unexpected sometimes. That's yes, okay. 
Yeah, so um, I was just on on well on the break. I was reminding Todd I, we that I got licensed in 1988, and um, what a challenging year to get licensed and start doing real estate. It was. We were we were booming. It was like this. Yeah. Uh, different scenarios, higher interest rates, all sorts of other neat stuff going on. But uh, we were booming, and I got to tell you, people were panicking to buy panicking to buy, overextending themselves all over the place because everybody bought as a speculator. Everybody bought with the absolute intention that they're going to flip it in six months and make a profit. Nice. Hmm, does it sound familiar? <laughs> um, but the really cool part about 1988 was there was no MLS for the public. And we were just getting started at the Toronto Real Estate Board on the first MLS system, and it was DOS. And I joined a little office at Bathurst and Eglinton, and it was a small one. I, I went there purposely because the guy said, I'm going to train you. And, and he had time to because he had just a few of us there. And he said, Ora, what I'd really love for you to do is learn this thing that the Toronto Real Estate Board has just given us. It's this, they're trying to put our MLS books on the computer. Now, let me explain the MLS books, right? Because I was telling you about it, right? Because you said, what'd they do? Send yeah. you printouts. It's like, yeah. You had like a dot matrix printer and yeah. had printed out yourself? <laughs> no, no. In fact, it, the dailies would be dropped off at our brokerage every morning. So the Toronto Real Estate Board had trucks. So they would print them all out. Print them out. And I would order like, I would order the central districts because that was the area I worked, right? So that was like the waterfront right up to Steele's basically, Central. And I'd get these little things and they were they were perforated little squares of listings and I'd go through and I'd pick the ones that I felt were relevant to the clients I was working with and I'd break them all up and I'd put them in my little binder and then I would go off on my appointments and have my little listings with me. Okay, your binders are your listings. Yep. And then if I had if I had to look in an area that I didn't have my little printouts at, my brokerage every week would get a book, a big, um, thick catalog, like think back Sears catalog. And it would have all the properties, all the areas. And at the back of the book would be all the listings that had sold the previous week. So I'd have to also cross-reference all the solds from last week in my little binder so I could mark all the sold prices down. Manually. Manually, so that when I went to see my clients, I could actually um, talk about what just sold. And of course, the information was always a few days late because these binders only came weekly. So there's our little flashback. I'm actually, as you're talking, I'm trying to find a, a Google image of oh, it well, because wouldn't that be I'll find you one and to we'll, look at that? And yeah. I'll just put say, it on our page. Here's MLS before the the World Wide Web. Yeah. So so I share this information again because for those people out there and the agents that are going exclusive, I'm just like, are you kidding me? Are we really going to go back 30 years in time and, and lose all the growth that we've had with technology and all the means to expose people's homes and and get people to it, which has only been a benefit for our sellers for 30 years. Yeah. Um, are we really going to go back in time and, and go back to little paper printouts? And look at, I've had agents actually show up at my office with a little black and white printout of their exclusive listing. I just wanted you guys to know. And it's like, okay, thanks. <laughs> I'll tack it up on <laughs> yeah, my wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll put it in my binder. Um, however, so that's kind of interesting. The public MLS site... Now, I don't have the date on this. Yeah. The public MLS site is not that old. I don't think it's more than 10 years old. I, I, I'm going to have to check. Yeah. I so, don't yeah. So prior to that date, the public, you guys had no way of knowing all these little printouts that we had in our 
in our binders. You guys had no way. You had to look at the signs on the lawn. You had to call a realtor. And that's interesting too because you may have discussed parameters with me of what I'm looking for. Yeah. But, so you would have had to go through your binders and go, yeah, no, yeah, no. But this now allows me to still go in and say, this one's kind of Absolutely. interesting. Let's talk about it. Absolutely. So, I mean, look at you're the consumer. The consumer nowadays has to find information online right or we lose them yep. and so I can tell you when uh, you know we're really I'm really not that old guys I started when I was six but um, when uh, MLS first said when the Toronto Real Estate Board first said we are going to share our data on this MLS site so you have to know first MLS.ca is run by the Canadian Real Estate Association love that I can go into realtor.ca and go to another city altogether that's amazing mm. um, so you know, it became a voting thing, I believe, that Toronto Real Estate Board members, you know, are we going to participate in this? And I can tell you when it all happened, there was a lot of backlash because there were a lot of realtors going like, don't give the information out because we might lose control. Like the buyers, what will they need us for? Da, 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 you know, okay. so everybody pushed back. So when I see agents going exclusive, to me, it's like, how old school can you be? Like, you don't want to share it on MLS. You don't want the buying public to find you. Um, you don't want another agent to find you and maybe sell your listing and then take part of the commission. Hmm. Is what I'm seeing. One hundred percent of nothing is. Yeah. Well, and look at if 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 your goal as an agent is to simply earn the the biggest commission, I think our listeners, buyers and sellers, would agree with me to say you might not belong here. Because our obligation is to our clients yeah. first, right? Yeah. And so how best to service them, use all the tools at our disposal. So yeah, it just I, this rant just keeps coming back at me because I just keep seeing it happen and it's just, un, I just don't even get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. So if any of you listeners out there are going, I totally get it and I'm going to call Aura and tell her why um, people should go exclusive instead of MLS, please call me. I'd love to hear it, and we'll even have you on the show. Absolutely. We'd, we'd welcome your opinion. Mm -hmm. yeah. So there's a few agents out there advertising um, that they specialize in exclusive listings or, or agents that will say, um, call me to learn about my pocket listings before they hit MLS. Um, again, for buyers, you know, <laughs> you know, we're all over that too. We represent a lot of buyers, and we're going to take advantage of that situation for our clients. But like I said to you earlier in the show, I am hardwired to get sellers the highest possible price. I really care about the values in people's homes, especially because they're the ones living in the homes, they're spending their money on the taxes and the improvements and all this stuff. And it's their it's their personal wealth. It's yeah. their ability to retire or help their children. And as we talked about in the break, you said not everybody is buying. So they're selling but not they're not necessarily buying right so you have to maximize what they're getting to do whatever they want to do with it thank you so with the changing demographics in toronto um, a lot of the people that are selling are retirement or beyond age and exactly true they're like going okay this is every this is it this is my retirement plan yep. and you know 20 years ago you could retire put a little bit of money in the bank and live off the interest because yep. you know they were getting eight percent sitting in a savings account yeah, right exactly Today, our seniors have no, there's no interest unless they go high, high, you know, high risk. risk. So um, they need that equity. So in, a, in, a, in one way, it's actually a beautiful thing. I love it to watch our seniors 
cash out and actually be able to afford to go into a senior's home if they choose or be able to go buy a little condo if they choose. Um, what what um, concerns me is when I see that person who's like, this is the biggest heartbreak for me is the guy who's lived in his house for 40 years. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you know, just left money on the table. I just, it just, I, uh, yeah, I will fight that one to the end. But well, we touched on it a couple of weeks ago too, whereas um, you used to be able to sell your house and maybe you could help a kid out with university and, you know, you didn't have a lot of extra money available because right. you were counting on that 8% to maximize right. over the years. Now you cash out, all of a sudden you've got 1.5 million at your ex- disposal and you go, wow. <laughs> you know, I can buy something and I can put the kids through school yeah. and I can invest some and I can sure, and I can. Sure. It's amazing. I mean, Thank goodness. these people that have in this area especially, they bought yeah. their houses homes for 25,000. I know. And then all of a sudden it's like a thousand yeah. fold over. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, it is. Now, of course, we do have people selling at much different price ranges. I yeah. mean, selling at 600, but again, even those places that are 600 a few years ago would have been 3. So, um Again, every penny counts on the seller side. Now, do we have time to give buyers a few hints? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Got a couple minutes left. So, you know, I do care about you buyers. And I got to tell you, we have a team of agents who specialize in the buyer thing. And yes, our heads logger sometimes. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> However, a couple things I can tell you from the seller side, what sellers like and don't like when they're looking at offers. So if this gives you any help at all next time you take in an offer, I, I uh, that would be awesome. One is, um, have your check ready. Have that bank draft ready with the offer. It, it speaks volumes to a seller when your agent walks into an offer presentation and shows that you've already taken the time to, to get the check ready and be prepared, but also that you have the ability to show up with that deposit. It's not a question mark. It's going to show up in a couple of days. Yeah. Biggest plus. Um, if you've done a mortgage approval and you've got it, share it with the seller. Show that, yes, I'm already approved. I, it, again, it's all you're trying to do. I'm talking about things that you can do other than, hey, throw an extra hundred grand down on your offer and you'll win. That can help too. But the other piece is what are the little things we can do to build confidence in the seller that you are the right buyer for their home, whether you're in a multiple or not in a multiple offer? How are you going to build confidence in that seller that you can afford it, you can show up on closing, and they're going to get their money? And that's the message you want to send with every step. It also means your agent must show up professional. It means they must be dressed professionally. They must not be overpowering in perfume or body Mm. odor. I'm sorry. It's like I've watched our sellers react to this. If your agent shows up in a pair of jeans um, with with a woolly cap and a hoodie on, I'm telling you right now, regardless of price, the seller is going to question whether you're legit. I have had buyers show up at offer presentations with a letter to the seller and maybe a little family photo of them talking about how much they would love to live in this house. Maybe a little background. Here's where we work. We Hmm. have two kids. Uh, I'm a teacher. I'm in finishing school. Whatever it is, tell the story. You know, for some sellers who have been in their homes for a long time, if the difference is between, you know, a small amount of money, maybe yours is even a little less, but yours comes with a story and a bank draft, you might just win. You might just win because some sellers, you know, for a couple grand, as opposed to maybe selling to the builder, might just actually say, hey, I'd love a young family to move in here, or I'd love that older couple to move in here, whatever it is. Um, So that's another piece of advice. 
the biggest one is being prepared, which means you you want to get in that house before offer day. If you have any questions or whatever, you want to get them all looked after before offer day. On offer day, so you know this house that we sold that this week, we had 17 offers. I had about four of the agents were calling me every half hour asking me questions to the point where I couldn't barely, you know, respond to all of them. We were, te- I mean, I did respond to all of them, but it's, I, I had to actually turn it into text messaging, like yeah. throw me your question and I'll call you back with the answer type thing. So what also happened was we called offers for six o'clock at seven o'clock and eight o'clock. I had agents calling, emailing, texting me going, I'm calling you and you're not responding to my call. Well, I was going through 17 offers with, with my seller but I stopped the whole process, took a half hour, took, told everyone we're taking a break, which really upset 17 agents sitting in my office to say, I have calls and emails and texts I must respond to in case I'm missing a great offer for the seller. Right. However, the questions I was responding to were ridiculous. You know, don't call two hours after the offer presentation to say, well, what prices are you looking at? Maybe I can, can submit an offer. What if I want to submit an offer now? Can you draw one up? I can come over and sign it. Never met you. Don't know who you are. We're two hours into this. Too bad. And and <laughs> I got to tell you the third thing. The numbers they're throwing at us two hours into it are so way off. So that's going to be my fourth piece of advice because I think I give you yeah, three. three. My fourth one is make sure your agent understands what this market is doing. And that if they do, if you feel that they're being articulate and they're showing you stuff, listen to them. So on offer day, doesn't matter how many offers there are, there's always one or two where the agent walks in apologizing for his lousy offer. Now think about it. You're representing me. I'm the buyer. And you're going to walk in, Todd, and go, look it, I'm really sorry. I know I'm probably wasting your time, but I have an obligation to present this offer on behalf of my client. Just tell me to go home. And, and that's how it gets presented, guys, because it's very rare that your agent walks in all confident going, please take my offer when they know it's just not going to cut yeah. it. Yeah. If there are 17 offers, if there are six offers, if there are three offers, I'm going to tell you that thing is going over asking price. If you're not prepared to really go in it to win it, what you're actually doing is you're creating leverage for the seller. You're actually creating a tougher bidding war to compete in. Remember, nobody knows what the offers are. So if three offers turns to four offers and yours is just a lousy offer, those other three agents are improving their offers again because they, they know better. there's more competition, go up higher. More competition, go up higher. So if you are not in it to win it, don't get in it. And I don't mean to... like. And, and we've had buyers say to us, what do you think if we go in at this price? And we'll be honest, I don't know, but that might be a worthwhile price to go in. We don't know, so yeah. let's do it. However... Um, if it's just crazy, we will say to our clients, we don't want to break your hearts, put you through this process. But worst of all, create the leverage that seller is looking for to bump that price even higher. So now it's going to get sold even higher and the next one's going to expect that price. And all we did was help get it up there for you you to go in and have to pay more on the next one. You're fueling the market. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in closing, I have two two quick things to share, both from the buyer and the seller side. And I know when, when, when I sold my house... 
we had a list of those things that needed to be checked off the boxes. Right. So you said be professional, you know, come with the check, come with an offer, yeah. blah, blah, blah. We made Lauren put on a suit, I think. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but that was the great thing is that it quickly allowed us to sort through the offers. Yes. Because we were in multiple offer and it was able, it just allowed us to go yes, no, yes, no. Yes. Rather than get all, you know, it's tr- true. dramatic about it. Yes. And on the buyer side, when I bought, the funny thing you said about the story, and that is how we got our house because right. they said, "Oh, a young family is moving in." I'm not young, but my kids are. Yeah, and it made <laughs> the sellers differentiate through That's all right. the offers. We did do a letter for you, didn't we? It was just sort of like, "Here's who's moving in." Yeah, and they went, "That's who we want to live in the house that we yeah. have lived in so long." Yeah, so and it does work. It's very powerful. It adds the human touch in a very unhuman process. Yeah, it's a very. Uh, it's a tough, pro- I tell you, you know, for buyers, I know it's difficult. For sellers, it's not easy either. It no. wasn't easy for that seller the other day to tell 16 people, I'm sorry, no. Yeah. He felt terrible. I can imagine. So, especially a few of the offers that were quite close. It was tough. Yeah. But um, it, we know how tough it is for the buyer. So, and, and we know how painful it is to get involved in that process. So, um, everything you can do to win, go for it. And if you're not prepared to do it, don't become the leverage. Don't Sit become... Sit on the sidelines. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hope it's another interesting week for you again. Oh, it's already turning into one. Okay. Uh, what's the best place that they can, uh, the public can find you if they want to Fabulous. ask a uh, question? Give us a call at 416-230-8500. Log on to realestateservice.com or realestatetoronto.com. You'll find us. And always look for us at Maholland Ross on Facebook. And we've got some fun stuff happening on our page. So if you can like us, we've got a lot of contests and things running through the summer that we're going to have fun with. So that's at Mulholland Ross. Excellent. Okay, so we'll catch you next week. And hopefully it's a a calm week in real estate. No, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) All right. See you next week.